Greetings, greetings, everyone. It's an honor to be with you another time. Thank you for tuning in to the Soul Place one more time. And I'm excited for what the Lord is doing and for what He's about to do in 2023 and beyond. You have just recently partaked in the message series, the the message to the churches, the ecclesia, and the establishment. And I just want to offer you this recap. You know, a lot has been said in that three-part message series, but I believe that when it all comes down to it, the gist and the message I believe the Lord is delivering to his people especially is that a spirit of unity is getting ready to fall on us as a revival is set to take place and I believe in the four pillars ladies and gentlemen I believe that beloved now are we the sons of God and as sons of God we have a responsibility to A display the fruit of the spirit because People are going to know us by our fruit, not by our gift. That's another message for another time. But I think it's important to say that it's the fruit that is going to align us and identify us with Jesus. And I say that to mean when we consider revival because of what Jesus has done, now are we the sons of God. And now... We've got to follow the precepts, the things that God has left for us in His Word, such as prayer, uh, breaking of bread, fellowship, and uh, what was the fourth one, y'all? Prayer is prayer, breaking of bread, fellowship, and the Apostles' Doctrine. We see that when the Apostles observed these four things, that the gospel exploded, the kingdom of God exploded in the earth. So it's for us to take note. If we want what the New Testament church had, we've got to do what they do. It's that simple. The only way to get the desired outpouring is to follow the recipe. But in this recap, the scripture verse that gets my attention is right there in St. John chapter 17, verses 20 to 21. And this is our Lord, this is our Lord actually praying. What we see in Matthew 6 and throughout is actually a pattern of, of how the Lord would have us to pray. But here, St. John 17, this is in actuality the Lord's prayer. And I want, to, I want you to hear what our Lord said sorry, or what he prayed. He said this, beginning at verse 20. He says, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou has sent me. And of course, I'm going to go through it because I'm a student of the word. I'm going to go through it bit by bit. Now, get it now. Like I said earlier, this is actually 
the true Lord's Prayer. This is what Jesus prayed for his apostles then, or disciples that became apostles, the men that walked with him, and for us that would follow. As many as believe on his name. Let's, let's analyze it a bit now. He says, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. You know, our Lord eventually would leave the scene and he would leave disciples that would eventually become known as the apostles and they would testify of what they saw and heard Jesus do. And it was because of their testimony of the Lord Jesus that others were added onto the church daily, such as should be saved. What was the intent? Look at the next line. It says that they all may be one. Uh, there's a lot of colons and, and uh, semicolons, so we're going to take our time. It says that they all may be one. It's, it's God's desire. And it doesn't matter what denomination, uh, which generation we represent as his body, as his people, the end result is that we be one. And you may be sitting there and asking, how can we be one? What level of oneness are we ascribing to? Well, Jesus gives us an example. Here's his example. As thou, he says, as says that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee. And right there we see an explanation of the oneness of God. You know, it was our Lord that said to his disciples when they asked, show us the Father. And it suffices us and he says, haven't I been so long with you? I think it was Thomas he said that too. That you have not known me. When you see me, you see the Father. The oneness was an inseparable one. Although we natural, although they naturally beheld the Christ, they were staring into the face of God Himself, because He never separated Himself from His Father, nor His will. They, he, He is one with Him. He says, "As Thou, Father, art in Me, and I in Thee." That they, that they also may be one in us. And there's an explanation not following. Because the oneness transcends from our Lord being at one with his Father to us being at one with him. It says that they also may be one in us. It doesn't matter. I know we look at our different barriers that have been created by the establishment, such as denomination, creeds, uh, the things that we have erected that show separation in the body. But in spite of those obvious things, God wants us to press beyond the obvious and be one in the unity of His Spirit. And why is this all of this oneness so necessary? Why? 
here is the answer this is the explanation that the world may believe that thou has sent me at the end of the day when we look at all that we're doing whether it's preaching teaching evangelism feeding giving whatever we do in word or deed our instructions are to do it in the name of the Lord Jesus that he may be glorified at the end of the day we want the world and beyond to know that Jesus sent us so it's imperative that whatever we do we do it in the spirit of God in the spirit of love and love has components that's why we have the fruit of the spirit we've got to make sure that our fruit is on display so that the world may see our good works and glorify our father which is in heaven the end result that god is going to achieve whether or not we comply or agree is going to be unity and that's what that dream was saying to me and that's what it was saying to you that's what it's saying to us the dog the cat and the rat although they are different and naturally appear to be enemies but they are there are many examples and testimonies that folks can give you that may have all three animals in their possession that they can live as one despite the odds that are working against them those odds work together for the good so that God may be glorified so that his will would be manifest in our lives so I just want to encourage you as I wrap this up continue to do what you're doing for the honor and glory of the Lord Jesus because God has intentionality oh yes behind whatever is going on in our lives and he will be glorified it doesn't matter how hard it is right now it doesn't matter how difficult the road is God is going to turn it around for your good. He's able to cause all things to work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And God's purpose is that his kingdom would come in earth as it is in heaven. So be encouraged, be strengthened know that you are the head and not the tail that you are above and not beneath know that God has begun a good work in you and it will be so until the appearing of Jesus Christ so let's do our best to pursue the fruit i know we live in a climate where we've been taught to fall in love with the spirit i heard tv jake say you know and I'm paraphrasing he said something to the tone of you know we've been taught to fall in love with this with the gifts but we haven't been taught to fall in love with the fruit but I want to encourage you today to know that those that are zealous after the kingdom of God are looking for the fruit of the spirit because they want to be fed they want to be nourished and you have got this gift in earthen vessels the 
blessing of the Lord Jesus be upon you. Greetings, greetings. You've been listening to The Soul Place and it was such an honor to have you stop by. Well, until next time, blessings on you.